hello, and welcome to the Unveiling Your Creative Superpowers podcast. We're your host, Sarah Bryant. And I'm Emily Lewin. And this is episode six of season one. In this episode, we are going to be discussing rising to the occasion. This is the fifth stage in the creative superhero journey. In this stage, you will begin to step out into big opportunities and to allow your creative expression to be seen by a wider audience. Bright Ideas is a collection of playful, practical resources to light up your creativity. We help people engage with their creativity through group courses, workshops, teaching conferences sometimes, and now this podcast. episode, we talked about ownership. This is the stage where you begin to take your creative expression more seriously and to actually invest in your creative future. In ownership, you choose your creative expression and you start honing your craft. You also begin to define your motivator, which is your why and your driving force, and also to define your mission, which is the goals and dreams as you go through your ownership stage. occasion. This is such an exciting stage because this is when you start to take the big opportunities for creative advancement when they come. This is the time, as our friend Susan Card always tells us, to take the deal. She's a great uh, New Yorker artist. And if you picture talking to New Yorker and telling them, hey, I got this opportunity to do something with my art. I don't know if I should do it or not. And they kind of look at you and they're like, you know what you should do, right? You should take the deal. You need to have that mindset when you go into this stage that it's time to take the deal. So like Discovery, Rides into the Occasion is about giving yourself permission, but instead of permission to explore, you're now giving yourself permission to expand. This is about taking those big opportunities when they come. Things that we've experienced that felt like rising to the occasion were giving a perspective talk at the Breath in the Clay conference last year. That was super exciting for us. We love the Breath in the Clay. And when Stephen asked us to give a talk, we said yes and rose to the occasion, even though we hadn't done anything specifically like that before. I've recorded an album. You might take a publishing deal or enter an art show or Do a dance competition, which is something Sarah has done often. Whatever your thing is, your creative thing, when the opportunities for that come, take them. Rising to the occasion is the opportunity moment for you to step into a new level of creative confidence. The first step in this process is really recognizing that you're ready for the opportunity. That can be hard sometimes because it's easy to see yourself as small. It's easy to see yourself as not ready. You know, you it's so natural to tell yourself a story and say, you know what, I'm, I'm so not ready for this. I don't have what it takes. I don't have the skill sets or the, or the knowledge. But the thing to realize is actually you do because all the experiences you've been having so far have prepared you for these moments. The thing to do in these moments is to step back from those self-sabotaging mindsets that will block you from being brave enough to take the step. And you want to move into what we like to call creative confidence. That's when you recognize what you already have in your tool belt from your experiences and your past and everything that's led you up to this moment. And you take it and you recognize that I'm ready for this. 
I have what it takes, and I can step out into this. You have to remember that you're awesome, and you have everything you need. This reminds me of the scene from The Incredibles with Edna Mode when she's talking to Elastigirl, and she's like, pull yourself together! You are Elastigirl! Go get him! Like, that's, I keep giving you these little motivational figures to think of, but if you're doubting yourself, look in the mirror and tell yourself, I am whatever your creative superhero name is. You are a superhero. You have what it takes to rise to the occasion. Rising to the occasion is often initiated by an invitation from someone who has a level of power or influence in your given sphere. In ownership, you decided on the creative expression you wanted to do and you started honing your craft. And I'm sure that there are people around you who are influencers in that particular craft in your area. And connecting with those people, building relationship, building community with them, will naturally lead to them offering you opportunities as your creative superpowers begin to shine. So these are people who recognize the potential of your creative superpowers and they offer you a platform. This is not a moment to give in to the temptation for intimidation or insecurity like Sarah talked about before, but rather to step forward in creative confidence. You're in this place because someone saw you and decided that you have what it takes to perform at this level. These opportunities often come a step or two beyond what you thought you could do at the time, but they will stretch you to allow your full potential to be displayed. Along with learning how to move in creative confidence, you also need to learn to expect great things from your creative superpowers. Remember the Edna Mode pep talk? Remind yourself, this is good. I'm awesome. I am up to this task. And this is where you really begin to build strength in your creative superpowers as you gain experience. Think of it as a strength training course. You may be tackling things that seem too big, just like you know, taking on a new level of weights and working out. It's scary. It hurts. You can't do as many reps at that level as you could before. But as you work through it, you begin to realize that, hey, I'm getting stronger. I can do this longer now than I could before. What you'll see is that you've actually crossed over into a new place of creative strength where your efforts yield greater results than they did before. So this is kind of like when you've been working out for a few months and you go back around to that one move that you just could not do when you first started. And now you find that, oh my gosh, I can do it. And not only can I do it, but I can actually do it with proper form. You will become ready for this moment. And you have more strength and power than you realize as you come into these new things that you're tackling. Now, there's a key here. Do not allow yourself to be intimidated by the size of the opportunity in front of you. I guarantee you it's going to look scary. But that's because you're ready to take on big things. So take the deal. When someone offers you a chance to rise, take it. Learn from it. Even if your first attempt at it isn't exactly perfect... It's still a great way to learn, and rising to the occasion is that testing ground of your creative superpowers. You have to have this if you're going to understand your full strength, because you won't know what you're capable of until you allow yourself to be stretched and tried a little bit. Rising to the occasion is vulnerable, which is all of our favorite words, I know. Uh, Vulnerable, (laughs) vulnerability is not always a fun thing, but 
we usually know when we're attempting something awesome, when we feel vulnerability, because it shows that we're allowing a side of ourselves to be seen or tested that we haven't shown before. So vulnerability can actually be a great feeling. Uh, And often we feel vulnerability when we're rising to the occasion because it's typically a very public action. You don't usually rise to the occasion in private because it's a larger platform. It's allowing yourself to be seen. Uh, Rising to the occasion places you and your creative expression in the spotlight which will expose you to potential criticism, but also potential praise. Having a firm grasp on your motivator and your mission that we talked about in ownership will help you navigate both the criticism and the praise in a way that helps you continue to move forward. Also, knowing your motivator and mission will help you keep important boundaries that protect you and your creativity. And Boundaries are important in this stage because once you start stepping out into opportunities, you're likely going to get more and more and more. And it's important for you to know where you want to go so that as you're taking different opportunities, you continue to steer yourself in the right direction. Because of the intense vulnerability of this stage, it's extremely important that you take the time to cultivate your creative tribe and that you're surrounded by creative champions. Let me tell you, having a community of people who want to celebrate and champion you, especially ones who won't be made jealous by your success or exploit your failures, and having those close people who understand what you're trying to do, who can speak your mission and your motivator back to you when you can't see it, is a key to successfully rising to the occasion. You need people to remind you who you are and what really matters to you because in those moments of great vulnerability, it can be easy to lose sight of who we are and what matters to us the most. So please make sure that you have those people around you as you're moving into this stage. That community will help you accurately navigate, again, that praise and criticism that is sure to come with public exposure. And that's not something that you need to be afraid of. It is something good to expect and be prepared to know how to handle. And we are hopefully going to talk about that more as we go forward in this podcast. But Knowing how to respond to praise and to criticism is just a part of what you develop as you move forward in this creative journey. And knowing who you are and what you're here for is a key to knowing how to respond to those things. Yeah, it's important, you know, not just to have those people that can help you deal with praise and criticism, but that can also be there to help you celebrate your victories as you move into this rising to the occasion stage. Like, you know, for me, whenever I think about creative tribes and people who are championing my creativity, I always think about my little tribe of people around my dance studio. There's a little pack of us there that became really good friends through our classes and through our shared experiences. And we have each other's backs every time we perform, every time one of us competes somewhere. There's always somebody from our group that's going with them to help support them, to cheer them on. We, we are known for being the loud ones in every situation because we are always cheering the loudest and the hardest for each other. And you need people like that in your life that can, that can even be the ones to bring the air horns if that's what's needed so that you know that you have somebody over there that's going to be as excited, if not more excited about your new creative victory than you are. Because it's huge to be able to celebrate and to remember to really, really celebrate your victories and your achievements as you begin to rise to the occasion. So having that creative tribe that can do that with you is so important. 
what you were saying about that reminded me of something that I experienced recently, actually, as I have lived in a new state for less than two years at this point, And I've been working really intentionally on developing my creative community. And I had an art opening and a show recently. And so many people showed up. And I was so surprised at all of the faces that I saw there of people who came out to celebrate my creativity with me. It was super encouraging for me as I stepped out into something new to have those relationships that I have been working on for the last year show up for me in that moment and people that I've gone out and supported who came and supported me. And it was super, super meaningful. And those rising to the occasion moments can also be opportunities to see what community you've developed and how the investments you've made into other people have paid off. So it can be a really great opportunity for that too. Another part of rising to the occasion, and like vulnerability, it's one of those we don't really like to talk about, but risking, failing, and growing are all part of rising to the occasion as well. We don't like it. Nobody wants to go through it. But failure is actually a sign that you're at a new level. It proves that you are moving forward. I always like to think of the video game analogy. You know, it's like, you get up to the next level in the video game and you know, you fought through the others and you're feeling really confident. And then you s- take the first step under this new level and you get your head chopped off by something that was lurking around the corner and you didn't know it was there. You could feel like a big fat failure or like most video games, you go back, you restart and you try the level again. And that's really what failure is like in this rising to the occasion moment is You know you're up on a new level. You're on a new playing field that you haven't been to before. You're working at a higher level. You are maybe making connections at a higher level. And there will be moments when it doesn't work. And that's because rising to the occasion is actually about growth, not safety. You're going to have to put yourself out there and make some risks if you want to grow. Because the only way to play it safe is also to keep yourself so hemmed in that you can't grow. So if you fail at your first or second or even your third try at this new level, you're still doing better than if you played it safe in the level that you outgrew a long time ago. You have to keep moving forward. I love this quote from Theodore Roosevelt. He said that far better is it to dare mighty things, to win glorious triumphs, even though checkered by failure than to rank with those poor spirits who neither enjoy nor suffer much because they live in a gray twilight that knows not victory nor defeat. Which basically, to to sum up Teddy's brilliant words here, you're way better off to try and fail than you are to sit at home and never attempt anything. So even if you try to fly and you fall on your face, we still applaud you for trying. We still say, go you, because you actually got out there and took the risk and tried to rise. And the great thing is, you can still try to rise again tomorrow, or the next day, or the next day, or however many times it takes for you to completely rise to this new level, you can keep trying, because there's always a new opportunity. It's like Anne of Green Gables. Tomorrow is a new day, it's completely fresh, and there are no mistakes in it. So you always have a second chance. And we said it in the ownership, I believe, episode. Failure is 
an experience. It's not an identity. It's not a place that you arrive at. It's not a label that gets put on you. You can't become a failure as a person. You can experience failure. You can learn from it. And believe me, you will forget things your first time stepping into a new level that the next time you won't forget. That, you know, every time you rise, you learn and grow and stretch more. And then the following times you rise, you never have to deal with that same issue again. So it can be a very exciting time. And don't even worry about the failures. Just let them roll off your back and keep on moving. Don't let that be something that derails you or holds you back or that you really need to give a second thought beyond what can I learn from this and carry forward with me. Rising to the occasion is a mirror. It's an opportunity to look at your creativity honestly and to see both the places where you have grown and the places where you need to grow. The degree to which you invest in your creativity during ownership and discovery will be put on display in the moment of rising to the occasion. And that investment can look like time, money, it can look like love or practice or even just perseverance and not giving up on your craft. Continuing to hone your craft and create when no one seems to be watching creates a platform for your creative work that you can stand on when an invitation comes to rise to the occasion. I've seen this over and over and over again in my own life. The way I think of it is what I practice in the waiting is what is put on display when the opportunity comes. So if I don't practice and cultivate between opportunities, then I'm always at the same level. But if I'm continuously investing in my craft, then every opportunity I'll be at a new level and continually growing and moving forward. And so uh, rising to the occasion can be a great clear look at yourself and your creativity. Rising to the occasion forces you to confront the naysayers lurking in the shadows of your mind and your creativity. This is your opportunity to step boldly into your creative future. But it's also a time to step back from the self-sabotaging mindsets that are keeping you from making those bold creative steps in the first place. These can be fears, they can be perfectionism, procrastination, old habits, bad memories. All of these are what we like to refer to as creativity saboteurs, and they will come slinking out of the shadows whenever that spotlight of your new rising occasion starts to glow. The second they think you're about to take a step onto a new level, they'll all come sliding out going, hey there, hey, you know, there's a reason why you shouldn't be doing this. There's a reason why you're not good enough for this. There's a reason why you're going to fail. And they're going to tell you every reason why you should not attempt to what's coming in front of you. And they want to make your moment of glory into a source of dread. Don't listen to them. They are liars. They want to trick you out of your opportunity and don't let them do it. We go into quite a bit of detail about these naysayers and their opponents in our book, Bright Ideas Light Up Your Creativity, available on our website or Amazon.com. The naysayer that you will most likely hear from in this stage is Imposter Inspector. Here's a little bit of how we describe the inspector from our book. Imposter inspector comes as a lurking suspicion that you will be found out and that the truth about your real level of talent or skill 
will be revealed. She tries to convince you that your accomplishments are the result of a fluke or a chance or aren't a real true product of your creativity. Imposter usually comes when we're on the verge of breakthrough and tries to frighten us into shrinking back. She compares where you are now to the distant future and projects failure based on your current level of experience and expertise. What the inspector fails to include in her assessment is all of the growth and change that will happen as you progress in your creative journey. So she takes where you are now and says, well, so you think you're going to be this awesome, whatever, artist, but take your level of skill now and put it on your future dream and you're going to fail. But what she doesn't give you space for is the journey. And the journey of moving through time and gaining and growing, just like we were talking about a minute ago. I always picture Imposter Inspector like the Anna Wintour type character from The Devil Wears Prada that's always looking down over her glasses at you and super intimidating and calling you by the wrong name and always trying to make you feel like you're less than or that you don't ever quite measure up to her standards. I think that's a pretty darn good picture of Imposter Inspector. Lucky for us, we have a defender on our side. Confronting the inspector at every turn is legitimacy. Imposter Inspector uses shame to make you feel like a creative orphan. She wants you to feel like you don't belong to anybody and like all you have is what is in your two hands You can't go anywhere with that. But legitimacy comes in and removes that shame by helping you realize who your father is, the true creator himself. Legitimacy stands strong in his conviction of your true creative value and skill, never wavering in the face of imposter's accusations. Legitimacy allows you to hold your head up as you declare who you are as a creative person without minimizing yourself or making excuses for who you are. He gives you a sense of belonging as a creative person and frees you to interact confidently with other creative people. Legitimacy shows you the truth of your creative identity and assures you that you have what it takes to express your creativity in the world. So if imposter inspector is the horrible boss from The Devil Wears Prada, I always like to feel like legitimacy is a little bit like Captain America. He's that guy that's big and strong and powerful and nothing ever seems to phase him. And he looks at you and he says, you, you right there, you have what it takes. You have everything you need. You can stand up. You can be strong. You can face this and you've got what it takes. He is strength personified, telling you that you're capable of being strong. The thing that is so exciting to me about this moment and can be so easy to forget in the barrage of the naysayers' comments is that the only reason they are talking to you is because you have a genuine opportunity for success. If you were sitting around like that Teddy Roosevelt quote in the gray twilight of nothingness, then you'd never hear from them. They wouldn't be around because they wouldn't have anything to say. But because you're stepping out towards something awesome, they freak out and try to hold you back from who you were made to be. So their presence is actually a sign of your potential greatness. So get excited when they snap to attention. Remember, 
The dire predictions they offer only mask the truth. You have trained, prepared, and you are more than ready for this moment than you can even imagine. Do you remember how we talked about that flipping the lie type exercise in episode two, where instead of listening to the naysayers litany of woes, you can remix the tape into a song of excitement and joy for your next steps. I think that you can quite literally take those fears and those negative things and just flip them completely on their head. You just spin that negativity right around into hope, flip the fear over into passion. There is no reason to fall back on old habits or be ruled by old issues. Those things don't belong to you anymore. You are a superhero. You are Elastigirl! (laughs) Or whoever you are, like, you know, this is the moment where you need Edna Mode to, like, whack you with her little paper and be like, pull yourself together! Um, You have what it takes to take the deal before you and run with it. You are ready. You are also a legitimate artist. Now, that does not mean that you have to wield a paintbrush or a pen or a pencil or make things that will hang on the wall of the Louvre or the Met. That's not what I mean by artist. I mean that you are someone who has taken what they are passionate about and you have pursued it to a level of excellence. That is artistry. I also mean that you are not a creative orphan. You are not subject to fleeting winds of creative inspiration. You are not bound by a capricious muse that comes and goes when it wants. You were made to be a creative superhero, and you have creative superpowers and a creative future that was given to you for your enjoyment and to enrich the world around you. You have more than what it takes for this moment, and you have permission to stand in your legitimacy and walk forward in creative confidence. Here's what I want you to do. Pause for a second. If you're someplace where you can stand up, stand up, put your fists on your hips in your best version of a superhero pose, and say to yourself, self, I am Elastigirl, or whatever superhero name you want to give yourself. I am a creative superhero. I am a legitimate artist. I have what it takes for this season, and I can walk into this with creative confidence. Get a little sassy with it. You can be, this is the time to fight for your creativity. I totally just pictured a girl, someone calling this this sassy girl names and she's like taking her earrings off and she's like, oh, you didn't. Oh, you did not just go there. And she's like, come on, you bring it on. We're about to throw down. You better believe that if you took your proverbial earrings off and rolled your sleeves up and you were about to throw some punches with imposter inspector, she would be running for the hills. Those That negativity is so unprepared to deal with your confidence that when you come out confident and you're like, you did not just call me whatever it called you that wasn't who you are. Oh, don't you know? I'm a creative superhero and you just messed with the wrong girl. You have full permission to kick some naysayer ass. Yes, you have permission to kick it as far as it will go. When you stand up in creative confidence and recognize your power as a creative superhero, that's when you'll realize that those naysayers brought a knife to a gunfight and you are the one 
standing there with both barrels blazing right at them, ready to take out every lie that they are throwing at you. So get confident. Put a little swagger in your step. Walk around with some sass in there. I'm Heck, do a little side head and some Z-snap if that's what you need. Whatever it takes to get yourself feeling really confident and powerful, do it. Because you have what it takes and you need the fullness of your confidence brought to bear if you were going to rise to the occasion with all of your best in hand. That leads us to our final encouragement for you in this stage is celebrate your victories, no matter how small. Celebration is such a key part of this phase. And having that community around you to celebrate with you is so incredibly essential to navigating this phase well. And I don't care how small the victory is. I had a situation yesterday where I was in an awkward social situation that I felt like I handled pretty well, better than I expected to. And I was talking to a friend about it and I was like, I was like halfway brave, not all the way brave, but I was at least some brave. Will you celebrate my halfway brave with me? And she was like, yeah, I totally celebrate your three quarters of the way brave, you know, and you got to have friends that are willing to support even teeny tiny steps of, wow, I handled that better than I did the last time. And this is where community is so amazing because the naysayers will say, oh, you weren't all the way brave, so it doesn't count at all. Look at the 5% not brave that you were in that moment and focus all of your attention on the fact that you were slightly less courageous than you possibly could have been, rather than saying, you were 95% brave. That is pretty darn courageous. Good for you. We're going to celebrate the 95% knowing that next time you'll be at 100. And that's what that's where creative confidence and community come in. And celebration enforces legitimacy. And that community helps reinforce that legitimacy and that sense of belonging and silences imposter inspector. The thing with imposter inspector and the naysayers is they really do want to drive you into isolation because they want to make you feel bad about yourself. They want to make you feel ashamed about your creativity and to believe that you don't have what it takes And when you get into that place, the most common thing that you're going to want to do is pull away from people. You're going to want to go tuck in your shell and have a pity party of one over how bad you're doing. Don't give in. When you feel the naysayers trying to push you into isolation, especially over something where maybe you didn't do enough, you were just 95% brave or 95% confident, that's when you call your friends. Even if you were only 1% brave, that is worth celebrating. 1% more than you have been before or than you were yesterday is huge. And we're so proud of you for that extra little bit of courage. That's going to turn into more and more and more and more. And courage is going to build on itself exponentially. I don't think that courage is something that builds 1 plus 1 equals 2 plus one equals three. I think it is an exponential growth where you can go from 1% to 10% to 50% to 75% and on. Don't worry about it if you're going along in creative confidence and you still have things that you get nervous about or where you're not 100% confident. That's okay. We all have that. Even Adele has such horrible stage fright before she plays a show that she 
gets super sick and super freaked out. That definitely made me feel better about my stage fright. Don't let a little nervousness freak you out or, or take away your legitimacy, but have those people to celebrate with you in those moments. And the amazing thing about celebrating your courage as you step up and rise, especially when it doesn't go the way you hoped it might, that will build resilience in you to continue forward. There are always new opportunities as long as you don't quit. I love that idea that if you don't quit, you win. Often it's not the people with the most talent that are the most successful. It's the people with the most audacity and resilience and grit that just keep going, just keep grinding, just keep finding opportunities. Those are the people that have success in their creative dreams because they don't give up. Remember Dory? Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. What do you do? You swim. Just keep swimming towards your creative goal. You will get there. All right. Now it's time for some actions, people. Action number one, remix the tape on your creative insecurities this week. This is a little bit like flipping the lie from episode two. What we want you to do is make a list of the negative thoughts that arise when you think about taking the deal that's in front of you or seizing whatever creative opportunity has come your way. Make a list of every thought that comes in, especially the really mean ones. Write them down. Now, write down the positive opposite of those terrible predictions. So... If the prediction is you're going to get there and you will forget all the dance steps to the showcase routine that you've been practicing for weeks, welcome to one of my fears. Flip it. Remix that tape and say, I'm going to get there and I'm going to remember every step. I'm going to be able to do everything exactly like I practiced it, and it's going to be the best performance ever. Take that statement and make it into your mantra for every time that you feel unsure about rising to the occasion. Every time those naysayers try to raise their ugly heads against you, shout them down with the truth of who you really are, that you are a creative soul capable of incredible things. And if you need to Z-stap or pull your earrings off or stand in superhero stance when you say these... Go for it. Whatever makes you feel more powerful, do it. Get your swagger on. Woo! Action number two. How are you cultivating your craft right now? What tools and resources can you find to continue to grow even in the times when you're not in the public eye? What tools do you have in place to help you learn from your failures? What systems can you set up for yourself to help yourself continually grow and learn and deal with the praise, deal with the criticism, learn from the failures, you can actually set up good systems and processes for yourself to work through those things. You can make a schedule in your week for how you intentionally cultivate your craft and setting aside time for that, even in between times when you don't have an opportunity to rise to at that moment. And who celebrates your victories and your courageous moments? If you don't have those people, find them. This is, they're really important in this stage. So make sure that you have those. You're going to need those people for action three, because we want you to find ways to celebrate, celebrate your courage, celebrate your failures, celebrate your victories and celebrate the next steps that you're taking along your way. What does celebration look like for you? Is it going for ice cream? Is it grabbing a cocktail? Maybe it's a dance party in the middle of the living room, whatever it is. Find a way to do it. And who do you have around you that can celebrate with you? Find a celebration buddy. Now, prepare in advance. Maybe you're working towards a goal. Have your celebration ready to go. Know what you intend to do when you hit that creative milestone so when it comes, you're ready with the confetti. 
All right, that wraps up this episode. We are going to have a downloadable PDF of these actions available on our website. It's totally free. We also have tons of blogs on every stage if you want more information. And you can reach out to us on our website, on social media, and our website is brightideascollective.com. And to make sure that you don't miss any of the new episodes that are coming out, be sure to go on and subscribe to our podcast. It's available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, and SoundCloud. We're the Bright Ideas Collective, and we'll see you next time. Ta-ta!